There's no shame in seeking more out of life. It's completely acceptable to want to feel fully alive. If you feel a calling, if you've reached midlife or beyond and ache for something to light you up or to set you free, then this is the place for you. There's a seed inside you that wants to grow? Well, I invite you to join me in some insightful conversations about what it means to have reached midlife or beyond and find that you want a deeper connection with self and spirit, that you have dreams that you never dared act upon before now, that no matter your age, you're willing to finally meet your heart's longing and start an adventure to your true self. I'm Patty Diener, an author, an entrepreneur, and a seeker of the best life possible in our beautiful second act. So let's get started. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Beautiful Second Act Podcast. I'm Patty Diener, your host. Hope you're having a wonderful day today. Uh, before we get into today's episode of why telling the truth isn't very popular, I wanted to invite you all to get a copy of my book, After the Fire. I wrote After the Fire um, based on the true events of the 2015 Valley Fire that happened here in Lake County, California. And uh, so I'm going to really quickly give you the summary. So two grieving people, a tragic fire, and one small community that won't be defeated. After losing his fiance in a car accident, embittered contractor Gabriel Hart is sent to Lake County to aid in the cleanup effort after the Valley Fire burned more than 1,000 homes. Local girl Sarah McKinney struggled with a failing marriage when she was suddenly widowed with the loss of her young husband. Neither was looking for love, but for Gabe and Sarah, it's attraction at first sight. Only the opportunity to meet passes them by. Second chances are fortuitous when Gabriel is working to clean the home site of a fire victim and sees Sarah again. With each having experienced unimaginable loss, the two form a bond that soon ignites into passion. But will haunting pasts, long distances, and a secret Sarah keeps stand between their true love? In this story of catastrophic loss, community support, and renewed hope, two souls tried to mend their broken hearts while assisting those who lost virtually everything to the fire. All right, you guys, so pick up your copy today. I'm going to leave links in the show notes on how you can do that. And uh, let's get into today's episode. So why am I talking about this? The episode idea came to me when I was listening to somebody else talking about the fact that people don't really want to know the truth, you know, and um, because it's just sometimes the truth is really hard. And I'm not just talking about telling little white lies. I'm talking about literally hearing the truth about something. Um, and it doesn't always make you very popular. Um, for me, the first thing that came to mind were colleagues, you know, working in, a, in an environment where people are constantly lying to each other uh, just so that they can get ahead in business. And I found that to be true when I was working in the school districts, which was one of the reasons why I just felt the need to get out of there. Um, I, it was the, the pandemic was a big, a big part of why I wanted to leave because I started seeing things very clearly, um, on the direction that public education was going to go. However, before that, I'm going to be honest, a couple of years before, several years, actually, before I started watching the direction of public education. And I noticed that more and more people, they just wanted to see, I don't know, um, the statistics, they wanted to see graphs and, and PowerPoints. They were more interested in what was being reported rather than what was really happening. 
And I mean, this, this comes all the way up from the very tip top from the federal government all the way into state and then trickles down into, you know, your local areas, your, your local districts. And then um, by the time it gets to the, you know, the lowly uh, people like me, who I was just, you know, a librarian <laughs> who had felt like I had absolutely no power. Um, by the time, you know, it gets down to us, it's like they don't want to know what's really going on. They don't really want to hear the truth. And if you do speak the truth, it's like, well, you know, they just would rather look at their fancy reports and stuff. And so whatever they were doing, I felt very disconnected. Um, I felt very disconnected from the truth working with these people. And what it boils down to is in certain companies, and I'm not just talking public education, this can be for any company, any, I mean, this can be from a small mom and pop joint all the way up into, it tends to be more factual that people don't want to hear the truth, the bigger the company is. So if, um, you know, if you're working for a large school district, or if you're working for um, a huge entity that has, you know, hundreds of employees, you find that the people that are down in um, the trenches doing certain types of work, the people that are above don't want to know about it. I mean, this is for like for newspapers, for example. I know that um, my stepmom worked for a newspaper for years and the people that owned the company, she hardly ever saw them or ne maybe never even met them. So the thing is, is the bigger the company, a lot of times they don't really necessarily want to know. They just, they just want, they just want the results that they want and they don't care how they get them. And so finding out the truth is not necessarily going to make you very popular because they don't want to hear that. Um, so <laughs> quite honestly, when I was listening to this person talk about, um, you know, the truth not being very popular, I was like, yeah, it's absolutely true. And I, and I can attest to the fact that, um, working for the school district, the biggest thing that I noticed was the fear. It's the fear. What makes them not want to know the truth? It's fear. And I think that it would be this way for almost anybody, whether it's your colleagues, your friends, your family, even for yourself, telling yourself and being honest with your own self. Everything is fear-based. So for colleagues, um, you know, people that are above you or people that work with you, um, for me, I think that they, uh, <laughs> certain individuals were afraid that I might find out that they weren't quite so smart. <laughs> I mean, they didn't want to hear the truth because if I, if I understood something different from them or if I was trying to report something to them that was a certain way and they wanted to just sweep it under the rug, a lot of times it was because they didn't want to address the problem. They would rather just um, stick to whatever their agenda was and focus on that. And when other things uh, fell by the wayside in the process of them focusing on their agenda, they didn't want it to be pointed out. They were fearful that um, either you'd find out that they weren't that smart or you'd figure out that they were doing a terrible job or you fi would figure out that they weren't leading properly um, or that their department was basically falling apart because they didn't even know how to lead that department in the first place, but for some reason they got that job. So I can't say with 100% certainty what everybody fears, but I do know that um, from my experience working with people that um, don't want to hear you pointing out certain problems or issues or, or wanting to um, have suggestions on how to fix them, if it didn't necessarily come from their idea and if it wasn't their plan, then their fear-based thinking rather than wanting to collaborate. And I love the fact that they always want to use the word collaboration in, in uh, public education. It's so much horseshit. There's so much ego involved there that most people don't want to have anything to do with collaboration. They want it their way. Or they would rather hear your ideas, steal your ideas, and portray your ideas as their own 
And then it's like, okay, why would they do all that? And then they don't even want to give you any credit for the things that you came up with or the ideas that you had or the knowledge that you even had because of their fear-based thinking of worry that they might be found out that they're either not as, not as good at their job as they thought they were or that they would rather not give anybody else the credit because they want to have all the credit for themselves. It's so much horseshit. And I know that this happens in lots and lots of companies. But yeah, the truth is not necessarily going to make you very popular when it comes to the workplace. Um, and I know that that's not 100% true for all places. And I know that there's there are certain individuals that um, completely welcome collaboration and, and completely welcome great ideas and brainstorming. Um, and if there are problems and you point them out, there are certain individuals that want to fix the issues. But I did find out that um, there are so many instances in the workplace where telling the truth just isn't very popular. Uh, what about with our friends? So I found that there's so much fear surrounding uh, truth-telling when it comes to your friends. Now, you you will, <laughs> you may start off with a great amount of friends, and then in the end, you know, we always tell our kids, if you can count on one hand, you know, all of your really good closest friends, then you're doing a wonderful job in life. Because, you know, you might start off in high school with like 20 really good friends, but they're not that close to you because friends don't necessarily <laughs> want to hear the truth from you. By the time you end up, you know, in your mid-20s, to uh, 30s, start raising children, you don't have a whole lot of time for, um, you know, the superficial friends. All you really have time for are real friends. And real friends are the ones that are going to allow you to speak your mind. Real friends, they want to hear the truth because the other people, they don't want to hear the truth from you about disagreements or about issues or about um, seeing things differently than somebody else having different viewpoints. And that's all because of fear. There's so much fear around um, being alienated or um, hurting you or you hurting them that it's just easier to go on about the day um, leading these superficial friendships and superficial lives. The truth is not very popular because once you do tell the truth, sometimes you find that they're not your people and maybe they never were your people. Um, or they once were your people, but they may have changed so much and they're thinking that you've grown apart, which is completely okay too. There's nothing wrong with finding that um, someone is no longer for you or uh, meant for you. And maybe they um, were for you in a certain part of your life or certain time in your life, but maybe you've grown apart for certain reasons. And, um, but telling the truth is very difficult and it's not very popular when it, you know, it's something that could possibly hurt you or hurt them or may um, make people have feelings of alienation, disappointment. Telling the truth, I think, when you have a very good friend, you can accept each other for exactly who you are. And you can accept that that's how somebody's feeling. And just because somebody's feeling a certain way does not necessarily mean that that's your fault or that has anything to do with you. How someone feels is all about them. It's not about you. It's a reflection of them. So when you tell them something, it's generally that you are seeing something um, from your own perspective and you are sharing it with them. Whether that makes it true or not, who knows? But you should be able to have a friendship that you can build on based on your truth and then they can share their truth and you can find a common ground. To me, that is the best kind of friendship because you're seeing each other wholly, you're understanding each other better because you're listening. And um, that fear is, it, it might be there and it might make you feel uncomfortable to have a conversation. 
And like I said, the stronger friendships will last through this and build upon it and grow stronger. But it will not make you very popular with people that are superficial friends or that don't truly have your best interests at heart at all when they hear what you have to say and then they turn on you. So, um, you know, that's, that doesn't always make you very popular, but it's something that you have to be brave. You have to be brave enough to tell the truth. And again, your truth may not be their truth, but it is really important to be able to um, have that back and forth conversation, the open communication to be able to hear both sides and to hear each other. And what they tell you may not make them very popular in your eyes. <laughs> Telling the truth and receiving the truth from someone else can be equally as painful as you trying to tell them your truth. What about family? Oh gosh, I think that this is probably the hardest one. Telling the truth with your family. I mean, how many times have you heard the story about how someone um, stayed working in the family business because it's like there's so many generations in and they didn't want to be the one that let something slip through the cracks so or they didn't want to be the one to stop it all. That is so difficult. That comes from a very difficult place. And to tell your family the truth, the biggest fear that you would have with telling the truth with your family is disappointment for either disappointing them or, um, you know, them disappointing you. Um, disappointment is probably one of the hardest things to accept. You know, people will be disappointed when you don't necessarily follow the life path that they envisioned for you. It doesn't mean you're supposed to. It doesn't mean that, you know, like I have my own children, I have ideas of what I want their lives to look like, but it just doesn't mean that I have the right to push upon them or project on them the things that I think that they should be or do. Um, being their mother or being their family, yes, I may be disappointed from time to time if I see that they might be going down a path that I don't deem the right way for them. But who is to know what their truth is? Their truth is only known to them. I can assume I know what their truth is and what they should be doing, but it may not make me very popular to push my thoughts onto them, or it may not make them very popular with me for a time when I see them going in a direction that I don't think is right. The problem with that is we have to learn to trust when you trust somebody else to know what's best for them, no matter how it disappoints or hurts you. And quite honestly, you can't be hurt unless you allow someone to hurt you. You can't be disappointed unless you allow it to disappoint you. Um, it, we choose how we feel. Only we can determine how we feel and how we want something to affect us. And um, so with families, it can be very tricky because that's where you get the, the, the strongest pulls, the strongest need to um, get approval from. And uh, it can be very painful at times. And telling the truth is not always going to make you popular in those dynamics. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, the last one is the hardest. The last one is, I think, the one where um, some people will live their entire lives without um, being able to be completely honest and telling the truth. And it will make you very, very unpopular with yourself if you cannot be honest with yourself. Why are people not honest with themselves? What are the reasons that people are not honest with themselves? Because they're afraid of failure. Because they're afraid to disappoint others. Because it's too damn hard to change. These are all big reasons why people are not honest with themselves. So let's uh, break this down. Um, not being honest with yourself about a job um, because you're afraid to fail. If you, uh, if you leave uh, a job that's secure 
and you think you want to try to do something different. Well, what if you've stayed someplace for so long that you're afraid to fail trying to do something else? You let yourself down. You're not being honest with yourself that you need to make a change. What about not being honest with yourself about staying in a relationship? You're so afraid to mess, maybe mess up and say, well, what if I look back and I made a mistake in leaving? Or what if I disappoint my family members, my parents? Or what if I disappoint my children? Um, the, fa the fear of disappointment, um, but, but not being honest with yourself and sweeping it under the rug and saying, oh, it'll be fine. Oh, it's fine. Everything's just fine. That's not being honest with yourself. And that is the biggest disappointment. And that is making you the most unpopular person because you end up loathing yourself. You end up hating being around you. It makes people, when you're not honest with yourself, you become short-tempered. You become quick to, um, to react. You um, might possibly cry too much or just be um, you know, on edge all the time. Not being honest with yourself and not living an honest life will make you very unpopular in your own skin. You won't want to be around you because you're not living your truth. And um, it can be extremely difficult to change. People not accept, so like say you tell yourself, well, um, you know, I, I have bad habits and, and I need to change them, but I've never, I've never been good at making changes. So I'm just going to pretend that there's not a problem and then I'm just going to keep living my life the way that I do because I'm afraid of change. Um, I don't know how to change. I don't know. Um, I don't want to accept that I need to change. It's very difficult because what you'll do is you'll end up letting yourself down and you, you end up going to bed every day with self-loathing because you're not being honest with yourself. Or when you wake up in the morning and you just want to pull the covers over your head from depression because you're scared to death to make the change. And it's easier to just hide out, to pretend it's not happening. That makes you widely unpopular with yourself, with your friends, with your family. So telling yourself the truth is hard and you will not like to make changes in the beginning, but it's much harder to lie to yourself and to keep sweeping it under the rug because eventually it's all going to come to a head. So telling the truth may not be very popular in the beginning to tell yourself because you don't want to make the adjustments. You may be afraid of failure, you may be afraid of disappointment, or you just may not want to make a change. But what if you do? And what if you become wildly successful? Or what if you do and you end up liking your own company more? What if you do and you become the happiest self that you've ever been, and then that spills out from you to your new job, into where your new colleagues are, to your friends? What if you make new friends? Well, and maybe you, maybe you will end up uh, being that person in your family that everybody just wants to gravitate towards because you're always so happy. There are so many ways you can turn this on a dime and make your life something completely different from what it was by telling the truth. It may not make you very popular, but by telling the truth, you will feel more alive, more whole, more at peace. Ease will come to you. In the beginning, it may be very difficult. Let's face it, sometimes the hardest things are the right things. Just doing the right thing does not mean it is simple. It, it can be very difficult to do the right thing. But when you do the right thing and you know you can live with yourself, you know that you're living your truth, and you don't necessarily have to be hard on yourself to do it. You just have to tell yourself, I'm going to be honest with what it is that I need, what it is that I want, who I am. I'm going to be true to who I am. And when you can do all those things, 
than all the other people you encounter, your colleagues, your friends, your family. All of those things will come easier to you. The relationships will be better. They'll be happier. They'll be more pure. There will be a lot less resistance. I tell you, this is definitely a learned experience. This is a trial and error, constantly work in progress. But if you strive every day to try and live in your truth, then when you're truthful to all these other people, your colleagues, your friends, your family, it will, it will make everything else seem better. It will be almost like putting a highlighter on the world because like before it may have been a little dim or a little glum or just merely existing. But why would you want to just exist? Why would you want to just survive? Why wouldn't you rather thrive? So having said all that today, I hope that you got something out of it because telling the truth may not always make you popular, but in the end, it will bring you to exactly where you need to be. And that is accepting yourself for exactly who you are. All right. Um, that's about it for me today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy this content, make sure you please uh, rate, review, maybe um, subscribe if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share it with your friends on social media. Um, and um, if you uh, have anything you want to comment about on the episode, please tag me if you're on Instagram. You can follow me at Instagram at beautiful underscore second underscore act. That's beautiful second act. And uh, join the Beautiful Second Act Facebook group. That is a really great community of people in midlife or beyond living our best lives in the second half of life. And we're striving to support each other, um, inspire each other each and every day. And um, I, we have Friday Night Wine Live and there's Sunday Morning Coffee Live where we have great conversations. So check it out today. I'll leave the information in the show notes. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. I'll be talking to you again. This Thursday is a bonus episode. Thursday, we are going to have the reading room. If you've never heard the reading room episodes, that's at the last Thursday of every month. We have a special bonus episode where I read to you guys some of my writings. I have short stories or sometimes it's introduction to a new book. Um, so check it out this Thursday it will be a bonus episode and then we're back every Tuesday with our regular episodes a beautiful second act have a great day you guys cheers <laughs>